Hey everyone, my name's Josh. And my name's Will. And you're listening to The Standpoint Podcast. The show where we voice our standpoint. On everything health, fitness and lifestyle. We hope you enjoy the show. Alrighty guys, welcome back to The Standpoint Podcast. So today we've got a exciting episode. Yeah, today we are talking about the history of 3PC and then the plans for the future as well. But we're probably just going to harp on a lot about the history and maybe just talk about some of the funny stories which have occurred um, over the past couple of years and I guess, yeah, when just looking back on, you know, what's happened and how 3PC began and, you know, what's happened to get us to where we are now and yeah, share with you. It's been a bit of a journey. has been a journey and when we look back on it, there has been some very big moments. <laughs> I don't know. It's so weird looking back. It's when we started in 2018. 2019 2018 2018 we started yeah and it's like it feels like it's gone so quick but really we've done a lot since then yeah oh definitely and if i look back to when we started or even just prior to starting you know the whole startup phase and and uh, look at where we are now i'm like how the fuck did that happen (laughs) (laughs) i'm like how did we get to where And, and if you told me you know when we were in that startup phase of, you know, coming up with the whole idea of 3PC and what it would be and everything like that. And you said in 2020, this is where you'd be and this is the, you know, gym that you'd have. I'd be like, no, nah, you're fucking kidding. Uh, <laughs> but um, oh God. maybe let's, let's, let's start there. So we officially opened yep. on July 1st. Yeah, July 1st. 2018. 2018. Um, so... Obviously, shit, that's a long time ago. Yeah, yes, time's flown. Yeah, but um, yeah. So obviously, in the sort of lead up to that phase, uh, Will and I had the idea of, you know, we, we'd had the idea previously of, uh, you know, a group training gym, something that was a little bit different to what was out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in that more three PC style of what you guys would be aware of, and um, obviously, really strong focus on the whole uh, community side of things, which I think is. Just like hopped. I think you'll see every gym will say community, community, community. But I think like our our key into starting everything was said we'd always put the members first and try and do as much as we could for you know to create a good experience for others. Yeah. Um, and obviously the training style we try we wanted to have more of a strength sort of focus. Yeah. A lot of the thing like a lot of the group classes at the time of 2018 they were very like um, you know cardio bunny focused like get shredded. But we just found that people were doing it for a fair while and they weren't really noticing like results from shape in their body. It was more like they just lose body fat and that was kind of it. They wouldn't really put on muscle. Yeah. But anyway, living <laughs> All right, <fuck. laughs> living living at home at the time, obviously each of us were and uh, with our parents and whatever and Where are you living now? At home with my mum. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh basically neither of us had we had no money yeah. whatsoever um, coming up with this idea. We had no money, um, but we thought it would be a good idea to just do it anyway. Yeah. It was the do whole... you remember the logo? <laughs> <laughs> we had, we like took ages to think of like a name, like 3PC, like Josh thought of it. And we were thinking like fit sanity. Oh, like, we had some, we had some ideas. Ideas. <laughs> It was like, Oh, like Alpha, Alpha Gym. Like, they were just real bad names. Real, no, it was real, like, just like... They were just cringy, like, man. Bro, bro yeah. names. Yeah. And just like... 
something fit. Yeah, or like, or like burn. We had burner. Burn, yeah. burn, burn fit and <laughs> things like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we had those like those names out there. And I was like, oh, bro, like I can do a logo. Like I'll be good with the logo. And I was just going to do like Microsoft Word and just write in like a cool font, like yeah. three pillar coaching. <laughs> Josh was like, no, I think we need a logo. I was like, mate, like it's 30 bucks. Like, I don't think we can afford it. Literally. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, we ended up getting our logo off of just like a like standardized website. And it was just you put in your business name and that was it. And it would give you like a template. And we just chose a black and white <laughs> template. <laughs> we didn't even get colors. <laughs> no, it was. And it's still the same logo yeah. today if you see it now. It's actually... At the time, I didn't really like it, but now I sort of love it. It's just very simple and clean. Yeah. Obviously, there's the circle with <laughs> three PC the in the middle. The best thing was, yeah, we had, like, we're driving down the street probably like a month after purchasing it, <laughs> and a restaurant had bought the exact same logo. Like the same style with a circle <laughs> with their name in the middle. Just with their name in the middle. And I was like, oh, like, that looks good. Maybe we should change our logo. But it still holds strong today, so... But uh, yeah, that was basically mm. one of the first steps of yeah. 3PC because when you are young and you don't know how to start a business, the easiest thing that you can do is come up with the name and come up with the logo. Yeah. <laughs> After that, it was basically like, what the fuck do we yeah, do now? Legit. But um, so yeah, from there, Will actually had just gotten, you in Europe, we just got back from Europe. You just got back from Europe. I just got back from Europe. Um, so like I said, we had no money because Will spent it all in Europe. I just had no money at the time. Going on a holiday earlier that year. Yeah. And you were going to Hawaii. And I was going to Hawaii later in the year, Mm. which I'd booked. And I actually didn't even have any money for that at the time either, but uh, booked it anyway. Um, But yeah, so we were gotten back and um, yeah, we, we needed to, we didn't have anywhere to work at the time. So what we were doing was going to McGill Uni, Uni SA, (laughs) because Will was still technically enrolled as a uni student. So if um, you guys don't know, haven't been listening to the podcast, I mean, living under a rock, you'd know that my parents are both very fond of university <laughs> and believe that it's the way or the highway. So I stayed yeah. in there for as long as I could um, just to keep them happy. And then, yeah. Yeah. I don't think they were too fond of the idea of nah. us starting up some <laughs> random gym, <laughs> you know. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, we were going to McGill Uni, um, basically doing all of our work there. Um, because we had nowhere else to go and we had connection to the Wi-Fi there. So it worked out really well. Um, to seem more legitimate, we would go sit in one of the empty boardrooms. <laughs> Just felt real boss. Yeah. Um, I remember one day you were out going to the bathroom or something or grabbing something <laughs> and like we're in this boardroom and all of a sudden I'm just sitting there on my laptop and like all of these executives start walking in they're like, oh, you're here early. And I was like, yep, I'm always here early, mate. Like, how's it going? What's going on? And like, I've shaken all their hands. They're like, oh, and will you be attending this meeting? I didn't know you were in this. And I was like, nah, like I was just <laughs> just in here actually. And they're like, oh, like, it'd be nice if you could just pack up your stuff and go. <laughs> oh, God. But um, yeah, so we really didn't have any workplace as such. And even then at that stage, we actually didn't even have anywhere to work <laughs> or like open the gym. Yeah. Um, so the, the whole plan was we'd, we'd look at, we'd look at things and, you know, being semi young and naive at the time, assuming the process would be a lot easier, you know, maybe like go to the bank, get a loan and lease in a, a building and 
get some gym equipment, like how hard could it be? Yeah. But when you don't have any finance behind you and um, no assets or anything like that, the banks don't want to give you money. Yeah. So that was a real um, sort of, you know, uh, roadblock roadblock at the time that um, we basically had this idea of a gym, but we didn't have a gym. So that was a struggle. So luckily turned out at the time that um, uh, the place I'd sort of, been in the past and somewhere my mum was going for like physiotherapy treatment um they had like a small uh, a gym there a re- rehabilitation gym and it's really good space like really high quality gym and that was at um kinetic rehabilitation and performance so that's in campbelltown um so i thought like why not just contact them uh contact the owner there we and see if he would be interested in potentially you know um us using their facility outside of the times that they're using it because they're a physiotherapy clinic, they're not using it as often as, you know, the times of when our classes would be running and whatnot. Um, so that was sort of a bit of a long shot. And turns out that he was, you know, happy to facilitate the idea and happy to help us out. I think when he saw us come in and we had to talk to him about it, he maybe laughed at the idea at first and he was like, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah. these two won't do anything. <laughs> Looking back, I could probably rec- probably say that we would be like, "Fuck, I would not take those two yeah. back." <laughs> he was like, "We were like the he was like the uncle that you know the uh, the nephews that he never had kind of thing." Like, we would just shit stare. It was like he would have hated it after a while. Mm. But yeah, because we said to him, "He's like, how many people do you reckon?" So this space <laughs> would have been what like hundred hundred odd square meters, hundred. Well, it wouldn't be more than 120. Yeah. Maybe. 120 odd square square meters or square foot? Square meters. Square meters. And um, yeah. And so anyway, he's like, how many people do you reckon you'll you'll get in the gym? We're like, oh, like, I reckon we could fit probably 30 to 35. <laughs> and he's like, like, what? He's like, oh, well, we have a max capacity for our physio sessions at eight. <laughs> and we're like, no, nah, we'll, we'll get them well, in. We can fit them in. Don't yeah. worry. Um. So, yeah, we were pretty confident at that start. So, yeah, well, he was willing to give us a go and we sort of put out a couple of options for dates and everything. And so we're really, really, really lucky that he gave us that opportunity. So from there, it was basically um, following in the next steps of everything you need to do. You need to set up a business name and all of that jazz and all of the business side of things. We had no idea to do. And this is what we spent all of our time doing at McGill Uni, just learning this shit and um literally needed like a few hundred dollars to set this stuff up which we didn't have which is laughable now mm. but at the time it was a real like ah oh, fuck what yeah. are we gonna do <laughs> like we need like what was it like 120 dollars for mind body to like set yeah, up people's set up accounts our membership like syst software and then like to register the business name and yeah. everything like that we needed and we ended up like, being oh, a few hundred bucks yeah and we're like oh like do you want to chip in 50 bucks here yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> we were like yeah like just chip it in and, and then like i think we end up like borrowing a little bit of money as well yeah i think off of your parents like yeah. a couple hundred bucks yeah, no because what happened yeah 500 so, bucks yeah, for the bond 500 bucks for the bond because what happened was mum and dad before I went to Europe, they were like, look, we were like, here's some money. Just take it. Like, I don't want you to get to Europe because I knew I had no money. I don't want you to get to Europe and be like, oh, I can't afford anything. Like, I want you to have a good time and you can just pay us when you get back. And I was like, oh, like, sick. Like, awesome. But I didn't really want to spend it in the back of my head. So anyway, I had a little bit of money and I just made sure that I didn't really spend my dad's money. I just don't like the whole idea of owing people something. Mm. So I, um, yeah, I like got back from the trip and I was like, hey, like mum and dad, here's like the money that you lent me. Like I don't need it. 
And then about 48 hours later, I'm like, hey, like, mum. Got this really like, cool <laughs> business idea. <laughs> <laughs> Would you mind if I borrowed, like, that money back again? <laughs> and they're like, what for? It's like, oh, like, we need to pay off a bond for, like, three PC. And they're like, oh, like, yeah, I guess. 500 bucks. Like, you look at it nowadays, it's, it's really not that much money. Mm. But, you know, back then, that was a lot of cash. Like, you were like, oh, my yeah, gosh. Was, like, this we're, is, we're throwing around yeah, cash, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, so uh, uh, yeah, that happened. That happened and we put out the, then, yeah, it was basically all steam ahead at that point. And um, from there, we we decided we'd put out some uh, foundation membership. So, we'd, we'd essentially launched, well, we'd put out that we we're going to launch on 1st of July mm-hmm. um, and we we're basically ready to go ahead with that. So, now it was just about getting people in the door, um, which is kind of the next biggest step. And... Um, yeah, we, we launched a couple of foundation memberships, which were like $30 a week, um, you know, basically for anyone that was going to be the first couple of members that signed up. And really luckily, like we did get, well, we actually sold out of them mm-hmm. um, and it would have been what, 20, total of 20 members at the time. We did stage one, stage two. Yeah. Um, so those 20 people basically, you know, if that, if that didn't happen, we probably wouldn't have had a yeah. gym. Well, in saying that, that did happen. And we got, I think in total, we earned $900 from all of those memberships because you had to pay up front. Something like that, yeah. seven, 900 bucks. Yeah. And being young and naive, <laughs> we're like, dude, we need to get merchandise because people are going to see our brand name, even though 20 people are going to be wearing it, mm. never, just in the gym. So we went out and we bought 60 tank tops. <laughs> 60, I don't know why we did that. Nah, Fuck, that's yeah. a stupid idea. And then we bought stupid sizes as well. Uh, we, we had bought, no idea. Nah, because we bought all like mediums and larges and Just, a lot of women come to our gym. So a lot of them were like extra small or small. Yeah. So they just, we had like extra larges. Yeah, like it was a nightmare. And like even numbers of everything. And yeah. Then, but um, that was really expensive. That that cost a lot of money. That was to get. Much all the money that. So we'd... all the money we'd gotten from our foundation memberships from them signing up with us had basically paid off for that. Yeah. So once again, the bank account was back at zero dollars. <laughs> a couple of weeks prior to launching. Yeah. And um, yeah, uh, the good thing about that is, like I said, we probably wouldn't be where we are if we didn't have those members sign up. And um, I think. What well, I think basically all of those foundation mm. members still train with us. Yeah. Uh, which you is really cool. You guys are the real OGs. Yeah, you guys yeah. are the OGs. Yeah. You guys still wear those tech tops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, my favorite ones. So, um, yeah, I think, yeah, all of those foundation membership uh, members are still training with us, which is really cool. Like yeah. three years on. Um, so, shout out to you guys. But, um, yeah, basically from there, it was, we set the the launch and 1st of July and we did that as our open day so people could come in and actually check the place out. Yeah. It was more um, like a tour of Kinetic, yeah. like not a tour of... We had like one foundation member, well, two of them, they both own like a chiropractor studio and they came in and they were just like, oh yeah, so how does this place work? Because they wanted to like expand their building. They're like, so he's got offices in here. I'm like showing him the offices, not even showing him the gym. Yeah, what was really tough at first is we'd have a lot of people come in um, and... Obviously, they're coming into Kinetic, which is a different building. And then we were the gym. We were running the gym, which was three-pillar coaching. So, it was inside of Kinetic. Yeah. So, it was really hard to get people initially because it'd be like, oh, like, where are you guys located? It's like, oh, we're located at Kinetic. So it's like, oh, you're, like, you're located somewhere else. <laughs> so, it'd be like going like, I don't know, like 
uh, going to Coles. Like, where's Coles? Or so at the back of Woolies. <laughs> like, <laughs> you got to go through Woolies to get there. So it was a little bit, a little bit weird at first, but um, yeah, I don't know. Persevered through that, yeah. and we got a lot of um, a lot of like people that didn't know us personally or anything that come in. They're like, oh, so you guys like own this whole place? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, we got the physios that work for us at the back. <laughs> We're in like these twenty dollars shoes. Like I couldn't afford anything more than Converse's. But um, yeah, once we got up and running, it was actually really cool. And like the classes were awesome. Like it, it had all the equipment, and everything we needed, and it worked out really well. And um, it grew pretty quickly in the first couple of weeks. Like word spread pretty quick. Mm-hmm. I think as it does with any sort of new business, and um, I think people are really enjoying it. But it definitely had its struggles in the early days. Like. Because again, it wasn't technically our gym. Yeah, we were limited to what we could do. And so, example to set up our class, we'd set it up, and then before nine a.m. when the physio clinic would open, we'd have to rearrange the whole gym, um, make sure everything was back to normal, and then at ten a.m. we'd have to restart. We'd do it. another class, yeah. so we'd set up again, and then we'd pack up again and get ready for the evening sessions. Oh, it was just a bit of a nightmare. Yeah, it was so much work. Like. Imagine going back to doing that again, like packing up. I think we like we started off the first couple of classes. We did like 5 a.m., a 6.30 a.m., um, like a 10 a.m. and then a couple of evening sessions, mm. like 5.30 and 6.30 p.m. And the first few sessions would have been like, I don't know, like six to 10 people, Yeah, which is actually really cool. But um, one of the first evening sessions we did was like two people and that was with Barbara and, Barbara and Jess. Oh, Jess. Yeah, and Jess had the, never been yeah. to the gym before in her life. Like she'd never done any form of training before. So we had one person who was quite fit and one person who'd never trained before with two trainers. And safe to say it would have been one of the hardest yeah. sessions of Jess's life. Like, she took three days off of work. <laughs> like poor girl had never done push-ups before. And she got two trainers pushing her on push-ups. But um, oh. yeah, persevered through all of that. And eventually, I don't know, it just it like slowly over time, over time, like we just had more and more inquiries. And I think the word just kept getting out and people were really enjoying it. And then we almost ran into another problem, which was that it was getting too busy for the space. Yeah. So again, remembering like, you know, it's 100, a physio. 120 square meter sort of gym yeah. size room. Um, and, and how Will initially spoken at the start saying, you know, we thought we'd be able to sort of fit 30 people in there and people would be like, no, nah, no way. Yeah. Got to the stage where we had classes <laughs> of 30 plus people. And if you could picture this, if you haven't been to Connecticut, you didn't know what the gym looked like when we first opened. Picture like a rectangle and then outside of the doors, there's like a little waiting area. Basically got to the stage where in our really busy classes, we'd open the doors and we'd move everything out of the waiting area and we'd have exercises in the waiting area. And it got to some stages of the classes were just so busy that we'd have to just really improvise and we had people running in yeah. the car park <laughs> and walking lunges outside. And Oh, we had all sorts. It was just, yeah. But it was definitely getting... To, and our plan was to always grow and get our own spot, but it was obviously just really difficult being like a really new business and mm. having you know no finances starting prior with zero starting. capital i think was quite difficult it is hard it but is i hard. wouldn't change it no, because it was so learned, hard we learned so yeah. much from that and um and you make stupid decisions when you have capital <laughs> like buying tank tops that you don't use or need and then and then when we started to get a few memberships in we, we bought our first piece of equipment which was a rower yeah and that was the biggest deal because yeah. that's about 14 1500 bucks yeah. and that was like that one of the best days yeah. of my life 
<laughs> we were both sitting at my laptop and we're like, all right, are you ready? Like, let's click it. And like, we clicked it and we're just like, bang, ordered. bank account yeah. emptied. <laughs> we're like, oh. But yeah, that was pretty. Making was pretty... making no wage for like a couple of weeks or yeah. months there. And, um, you know, we'd be eating office, oh. what was it like? Yeah, like. Oats, no, we'd be eating yeah oats, which would be like the dollar twenty oats yeah, bought from, from <laughs> foodland, black and gold, black and gold oats, and that would be like the staple, <laughs> and then staple meal. Couldn't afford anything else, so we'd just eat their biscuits. <laughs> Genetic would have like in their kitchen area, would have like a whole bunch of biscuits and stuff, and so we'd just eat those. We'd just smash their bickies, yeah. and they'd have to keep refilling them, and eventually, over time, they got really shitty at us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, and then pretty much like. I'd honestly, I reckon we ate oats, bickies, and then we'd have dinner at home because that was like... Just living off the staples. That was just living off the staples. And um, yeah, and then like we were saying, it just eventually, it just got busier and busier and it would just really start to, I think from when we first started there, they didn't think we'd get as big as what we were. Mm. And we'd have, you know, maybe five or six people a class, but then it started to get to 15, 20 people in a session. And then all of a sudden you've got, you know, clients that are waiting to do their physio sessions as well and we've just got loud music playing in the yeah. gym and people, people grunting and oh, moaning and people in the foyer so like if there was a say a pm class we'd have the oh, 6 30 pm on a wednesday night was the worst because it was the only pm session that we did because kinetic would use the gym up until 6 yeah, 20 6 p.m. pm yeah on a wednesday night so we'd have about 40 people <laughs> in the waiting room and then these, like, the yeah. PM and then these like physio clinic, um, like clients and they've run, they're in like wheelchairs and they've got like walkers cause like they've been in like an accident or something. So they've like trying to figure their way through 40 people <laughs> and it's just like, oh, it was so loud in there. Like trying to make a transaction for the receptionist and stuff would have been a nightmare. Like I really feel for them. But yeah, it was kind of at that point where they had security cameras and we would just like sit in Wahib's office and watch the security <laughs> cameras and just be like, oh, this is a nightmare. Like we need to get out of here. And then um, oh, like we'd run into the class and quickly set up with like yeah. 30 seconds before everyone would come in ready for their session. <laughs> but yeah, like we said, it got to that stage where we were like, we really desperately need to move out mm. if we want to grow this business any further and, you know, um, make three pc what we thought it could be so at that stage yeah we started looking around we needed to look in the area because obviously that's where we were based and that's where all of our members were based so we needed to look for somewhere in the area ideally um much bigger space and we're looking at a whole bunch of different options and again didn't have much money we saved as much as we possibly could from working um well almost 12 months at connect what were there eight months there yeah eight or nine months eight or nine um so saved every penny that we could and then looked at all these different buildings and, and that was just a whole new ball game, like trying to find your own building and try yeah. to sign a lease and everything. It was ridiculous. And we en- ended up settling on this one spot where we are now. But the problem with that is it was... It was already leased. So basically the business there before had um, outgrown it and they still had, say, 11 months left on their lease. So essentially if you want to get out of a lease... You can say, look, like I want to get out of it. So you've still got 11 months left though. They'll be like, yep, okay, you can, but you need to find someone to fill your spot mm-hmm. and you'll keep paying up until you find someone to get that spot or until that lease ends. So anyway, there was basically a veranda company that was still in the uh, in the lease building. 
and they were like really keen to get out because they had grown and they just like had stock everywhere when we first went in there. Like the warehouse looked big, but it wasn't until they took all of it out. You're like, oh shit, like this is huge. So, um, yeah, we've gone in and they're like really pushing for us to get out because obviously like they don't want to pay another month's rent. And <laughs> we ended up, we were really umming and harring about it. We're like, oh, like don't know if this is a good choice. And then it got to a point where we needed to, the lease started or commenced on the 1st of March and we signed the lease and sent it to them on the 28th, 28th of February. February. And this was, you know, even at this stage, we didn't have the funding or anything. Nah. We were just... Or the bank guarantee stuff to start. If yeah. anyone's ever looking for a building or a warehouse, just know you have to pay three months in advance. Yeah, like, bank guarantee. like a bank guarantee. It's Which like we didn't bond. know until basically we signed the lease. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just prior. But um, even that, well, we didn't even have like funding for the equipment and everything. And if you if you've listened to some of the previous podcasts where we talk about like needing to take risks and everything and just sort of go with a with a best case scenario. This is exactly what that was because it was basically we signed the lease and we're like, fuck it, let's hope for the best. Yeah. Like, let's just hope. We're going off of the assumption that, you know, if we moved into a bigger spot, the word would keep spreading, 3PC would keep growing, we'd get more members, we'd do really well. Yeah. So that was the assumption we're going for. So we're like, fuck it, let's just balls to the wall. Yeah. Let's do it. And if it all goes to shit, yeah. we'll flee the country. <laughs> um, it's more like we'll work at Coles. We'll go work yeah. at Coles and we'll just pay back this really expensive like, yeah. lease and everything. Yeah. So yeah, ended up signing that lease. And then it wasn't until like a couple of hours later that I was like, I read in the lease that, you know, we need to make sure we had approval to run our business mm -hmm. in that in that area, um, in the Glind area. So um, we needed council approval, but I was like, I'm sure we'd be able to get that. Signed the lease, sent it through. So everything was signed, sealed and delivered. That was our new location. And then I got a call from the council later that day saying, and I told them, you know, I oh, was looking to get approved for a gym here, blah, blah, blah. And they said, um, oh, that could be, that might be an issue. <laughs> And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> and I was like, what What if it is an issue? What does that mean? Like, oh, you can't run your business there. <laughs> and me and Will just sunk. Yeah. Like we were, like we'd That was probably all lows. That was probably one of the lowest points we'd been in our life. <laughs> and we'd, we've been stressed before in the past and whatever, but I think that was, that was like a big realization like, oh fuck, yeah. like we're in trouble here. Yeah. Luckily... We persevered and we ended up putting through application for the council approval and everything and it all got approved. Yeah. But this wasn't until like another 30 days later. Yeah. And we already had the building and it was like, well, fuck, like we have to... It was like, do we start our business without council approval in hope that we'll just get it or should we just start it and order all the equipment in and then just be like, oh, like if we don't get it, well then we'll just try and work our way through it like and just pretend that we're not a gym. Yeah. So ended up just going like, you know what, if we're going to make this happen, we're going to have to do it one way or another and hope yeah. for the best. So ended up ordering all this equipment and basically, yeah, we scraped together every dollar that we had and um, in order to, I guess, finance everything. And um, luckily the uh, council approval and everything went through. So it was all good at that stage prior to us just opening. Mm -hmm. So that was really good. But it was, it was definitely a... Um, I don't know, a scary couple of weeks. Yeah. But um, eventually sort of as that went through, we also got all the equipment in. So it was basically all steam ahead. Yeah. Because this was, so this was in March of 2019. 
and and it was just at that stage where kinetic was just getting so busy like we just couldn't could not physically grow anymore there like we couldn't take on more members if we wanted to we're losing members because people couldn't book into like classes you couldn't Couldn't, get in get into a class they were just too packed so um tried to set up the new place as quickly as we could the first piece of equipment we got in was our flooring which is good because it was the first thing we could set up and basically we had a big you know 300 square meter warehouse um and laid the floor down for the whole thing so one bar the one one meter long mats yeah which weigh like 25 plus kilos 20 kilos each bloody heavy yeah and you're moving that around 300 times eventually it took us a couple days to set all that up and when we did that we realized it was not lined up properly (laughs) and i was like oh it should be okay and then my old man came in and dad's like a real like analytical like numbers based like brain like he's very logical walks in and i was like dad let me set up the flooring like come check it out this is sick Anyway, he comes in and he's like, look on his face. It's just like disgust. <laughs> and I was like, oh, like, what's up? And he's like, that's not straight. He's like, William, that's, that's not straight, mate. Like, that's not straight. And it was pretty like wonky. Yeah. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, it's fine. He's like, nah, rip it up. Let's do it again. So You're going to have to do it again. Rip up all 300 square meters of the floor and start again and lay it all out. Yeah. Which in hindsight was really good. Yeah. Because it does look a lot better now. But it was just so disheartening. But uh, we were doing, because we were doing, we'd wake up in the morning and then at wake up four thirty. Go do the classes. Go do the classes, and then we'd probably leave at kinetics. Do ten a.m. as well. So we'd leave around like eleven, eleven thirty. Go to the gym, like three PC, gym. the new gym. Set that up. That'd probably take us up until like three thirty, four thirty, and then we go back to the gym, like as in back to kinetic, and then teach two classes, and then we go home, sleep, wake up, repeat for like two weeks. Yeah, every day. Yeah. Stay there like late at night and just trying to eventually like the equipment would slowly start coming in. And yeah, over time we just started building the gym and like building the sled track, setting up the whole flooring, um, eventually start setting up the rig and everything. Like mm-hmm. started doing all of that stuff. And wouldn't say us, say we had people. a lot of help <laughs> along the way. Like shout out to Jono and yeah. uh, like some family friends. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that definitely helped us out. And um, yeah, eventually got there and then we opened in our new location the 27th of yep. April. Yep. Yeah, so that was the, the Saturday we did the grand opening um, and we had like yeah three massive classes there which were like all sold out. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, I think the best part about that was when we started to get busy at Kinetic, obviously like the space became a real issue. So we were very limited to what we could do with our classes. And whereas moving into our new spot we could finally do like the, the type of sessions that we, that we wanted to do at 3PC, um, the type of strength and conditioning training and style that we wanted to do. We just had so much more space and we had all the equipment was like we purchased for what we wanted to do. <laughs> do you just remember standing cross-body crunches? <laughs> like yeah, the exercise? Yeah. <laughs> if we try to save space or like had too many people, we'd just throw in this exercise, which is essentially taking your knee to your elbow. And you're standing on the and spot. And you're standing on the spot just doing it. Does pretty much nothing, but we just uh, like had to save space That's and had to throw in an so exercise. We're so limited to what we could do. So eventually get into a new spot and we could... Um, yeah, could finally do what it is that we wanted to do and run the classes that we wanted to run. And yeah, eventually, like we started really small again. We were so capped financially with what we could get, but managed to scrape by. And and then just over the, the weeks, you know, just again got busier and busier and we just kept adding and adding and slowly buying more and more and more mm-hmm. that we could um, every time we could, every time we could add something new to the gym. And uh, 
yeah, again, that wasn't all sunshine and rainbows. We have plenty of hiccups along the way from opening there. Yeah, for sure. Like definitely some some solid stories and some solid learnings. But one of the biggest things was like Will and I were still doing this every day and it got to the point where just prior to leaving Kinetic as well, like we're going through winter and it was mm. like we'd both get sick and we're the only two taking classes. I remember one stage like Will got like really sick and like lost his voice. So basically be all on me to do everything for the sessions and like yell and talk to people, blah, blah, blah. And then as he starts to get over his sickness, I get sick (laughs) and I lose my voice and he starts to get his back. So we basically just swapped roles. And you just felt like shit because honestly, like you had to be there because you had 30 people there. And we were just like, oh, like I'll remember that class. I'll never forget it. It's 6.30 in the morning. I felt like so nasally and just like so congested. And all I could do was clap. Like I had like an earache, a headache. Like no I felt talking, so just hot. Clapping. Yeah. And all I was doing was just clapping. And people were like, you feeling all right? I was like, yeah, like, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm all good. I'm all I'm good. like, talk to Josh. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. And yeah. then, yeah, eventually I moved into this new spot. And, and so we started looking at staff as well. And um like, yeah, shout out to our first two trainers, Emily and Will, mm-hmm. who uh, started working with us. And um, yeah, obviously that like started to form like a little team there. And then Emily got pregnant basically the same time that Will moved to Queensland. Yeah. So that was good timing <laughs> on their behalf. But um, and then from there, we yeah um, hired on a couple of new coaches. So I uh, got Brad and Belle and Danny that started working for us and yeah, just started to grow the team and started to grow like 3PC and it was just became more of a name, yeah. became more of its own brand. And as I said, we we're so limited at Kinetic and, you know, people weren't sure what we were and mm-hmm. what 3PC was because it was at this different place. And yeah, basically moving into our own location, we moved into our own, our own brand, our own company. So yeah, definitely flourished much, much more. Yeah. So it's been a big uh, three, three and a bit years. But, uh, oh, it's definitely it, flown. Yeah, it's flown up. Not three years, two, two, and, a two bit, and a bit, two years. and a bit years. But um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's been exciting. That was just a very brief, like honestly, we could sit here for hours and just chat shit about. There, there's the so many stories and things that have happened, and I think, like Will said, though, if you if we could go back to how it all, where it all began, everything, we probably wouldn't change anything because we've learnt so much mm. um, from the way that we've done it and we've come up. So yeah, definitely like appreciate everything that's happened over the years and like. We've touched on this in previous podcasts, talk about how important it is to make mistakes because we've made plenty of them, but we wouldn't be where we were if we hadn't. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely, definitely a good thing. Yeah, for sure. And then future projections as well or future, future goals for 3PC. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't be happier with where we're at, but we still, and even again, when I go back to two and a half years, like we did have big ambitious goals and big plans for 3PC. Um, and we still do, like we're still nowhere near where we want to be. But um, yeah, our goal is to, you know, just keep building um, the brand the way it is. Like we definitely, we love the style of training that we have and we love the the community and the environment that we've sort of created. Um, and our goal is to try and replicate that as best as possible. And hopefully, you know, over Adelaide Open, like maybe a couple more locations of 3PC would be awesome. So we can, I guess, spread what we're doing now to as many people as possible. Yeah, exactly. It's- yeah, you summed that up perfect. I think our um, our motto was, and this is the same again. It's still the same now, but when from when we first opened was to um, help create happier, healthier lives, mm-hmm. um, which is still what we're trying to do yeah, every day. And the key there is like we focus on the happier and healthier. It's like we're not just purely coming in for people, 
you know, just to train hard and look good or whatever, but we want people to come in to feel happier and to, you know, get some enjoyment in their training and um, come to a place where they, they want to come, they want to train because they, they enjoy it there, they feel happy there. And It's not um, like a burden on them to actually come in and train. Yeah, it's just so much more than just a gym, which again, is, I think it's another common cliche, but I think um, it's something we've started with from day dot and I think we still hold true to that to this day and I think, you know, so many of our members could attest to that. So, yeah, plan is to keep keep building that. Yeah, that's it. So keep uh, keep moving onwards and upwards. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's see, pretty much... See where this thing goes. Yeah. But uh, when we do another podcast in another two and a half years, we'll see. Yeah. See how that goes. <laughs> so, hey guys, it's Josh and Will. Um, <laughs> back at Kinetic. Yeah. <laughs> so, thanks for taking us back with you. <laughs> Hopefully uh, not. Nah. All right. But, but uh, yeah. Yeah, no, that was pretty much... That's, that's the story of 3PC in a quick, you know, 40 minute, 45 yeah. minute. Little, little rundown yeah. of... Uh, some of the things that have happened, but yeah, if you, uh, if you guys have been along, you know, most of the ride for us, I guess you'll remember some of those things, but uh, if you're sort of new to 3PC or if you haven't heard much about us, then there you go. Yeah, that's that's the, that's that's our the story. That's yeah. our story. It's a good one, but I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, so looking forward to making many more mistakes over the next few years <laughs> and um, yeah, hopefully none too detrimental, but yeah, seeing how we go. But uh, yeah, that was a bit of a different episode, but I hope you guys enjoyed that one. We just sort of uh, thought you guys would uh, like listening to that. And um, yeah, we'll catch you in the next episode. Yeah, so hope you enjoyed it and we'll see you soon. Peace out.